1: to the Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports podcast sponsored by FanDuel the leader in one day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Latarski joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, go ahead and give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Chris, we have big news over the weekend. That is James Shields getting traded from the Padres to the White Sox. Of course, the Padres eating a large portion of that contract there. Now, we got James Shields in a little bit more of a hitter-friendly environment. Long ball's always been the problem for him. Going to make his debut Wednesday against the Nationals from a DFS perspective. like What kind of price are you expecting? What kind of price would he have to be for you to consider using him? Are you taking a wait and see? How optimistic are you about Shields for the rest of the season?
2: Uh from a DFS perspective there's probably going to be more chance for wins I guess going going here mm-hmm. but again you're also not going to have that that Padres ballpark on a consistent basis which is a little more friendly to him so there's going to be upside and downside to the move there um and specifically in his first matchup he's got uh, the Nationals and Max Scherzer he's opposing so mm-hmm. it, it would I I'm, I'm expecting it to him to come in like Either somewhere in the high sevens, low eights, maybe or mid eights, up somewhere around there, mm-hmm. uh, co- considering what I've looked at, um, and I, I don't, uh, I don't know if he's a guy I would want a chance in his first in his debut with uh, with a new club, just mm-hmm. given all the uh, factors that are involved with it, and and who he's facing, and the pitcher he's facing, and and all the environment and everything. So I may wait to let him get settled down a little bit and look for a better a better time to take advantage if I'm going to use him.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Chris. Now, his numbers, when I checked, I was a little surprised. They're not as bad as I thought, uh, but there was the 10-run blow up in his most recent outing. That's going to have a pretty negative effect on that. But you you have to keep in mind, there was a questionable call at home plate maybe that led to that. And also, before that, like seven of his last eight starts were quality starts, so he he was doing some damage. But again, I'm going to probably lay off with him on Wednesday, just the matchup overall. Now, he... Has a pretty good defensive team behind him, I guess you could say. Uh, I mean, the Padres' defense had gotten a lot better than it was in, in seasons past with with uh, Jay and Melvin Upton now in that outfield. But going to Chicago, I mean, he's got Garcia, Austin Jackson, Adam Eaton available behind him. So I think that helps him from a defensive perspective. But there's always the question of ballpark, and Wednesday specifically, its matchups. But let's move on to today. We've got a 10-game slate on Monday, so a little bit of a light MLB slate tonight. Uh, The top tier of pitchers features John Lester at eleven thousand, Masahiro Tanaka at ninety seven hundred, Stephen Matz at ninety seven hundred, and Chris Archer maybe a tier below at nine thousand. If you have to pick a top tier pitcher, or you're setting up a cash game lineup today, Chris, who's your favorite option?
2: Well, I know what your pick is. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. Skip him. So I'm going to go with the secondary pick here, and then I'll let you do it. I probably would side with who you're going with, but I'm going to mm-hmm. give a secondary option here. Yeah. And uh, so don't lock me into this, but Steven Matz, uh he's second on the list at 9,700, and he's going against Pittsburgh and John Neese. Nice. So there's some rain in the forecast there, so you might need to check it out, make sure the game's going to play. But if it does, there could be you know some humidity in the air, some some factors that actually work in his advantage because of that. Um, Matt's owns a 1.32 ERA on the road this season, and the 2.03 FIP supports the fact that he's pitched pretty well. And he also has a 9.55 strikeouts per nine innings. So you're facing – he, and he's facing John Neese there. Nice has been decent recently, but
1: – Revenge game maybe?
2: Potentially, but I still feel like – if you you gotta like you gotta favor Mats as a pitcher mm-hmm. for sure in that matchup. So um, you gotta you, know, you think there's a decent chance for a win there. And prior to his last start, he had uh, reached 40 Fanduel points in six of his last seven starts. And in the one he didn't, he had 39. So he's very close to that. So mm-hmm. and and the Pirates are striking out at a 23.8 percent clip. I believe that's against left-handed pitching this season. So we're looking at that. Uh, and there's a lot of factors that, if you look at it, it that uh, favor him. So he's a guy that, in a cash game, I might be willing to go with, but I, I would still stick. I think with who you with who John like Lester, to. of course. Yes, yes, yes. I was I going to was agree gonna with
1: you, you that uh, I think John Lester is the chalk player of the day. I, I did the XM show this morning, and we agreed that uh, we have a Ralph Wiggum chalk player of the day, the chalk eating, I believe. But uh, but no, John Lester is that today at eleven thousand. I think you're actually getting. A lot of room for value here. I could very much see him with the matchup being in the 12,000, 12,500 range just because the Phillies, you've got a team that has struggled from an offensive standpoint, second worst weighted on base percentage in the league to date in the 2016 season. I mean, you can hardly count the Braves below them because they're so far behind that almost an anomaly here. But I just really like what Lester brings to the table. The Phillies light hitting, you know, and they don't hit that well against left-handers. And Lester's been solid of late here, so I don't think you can go wrong with him at eleven thousand if you went down to ninety seven hundred I think you can make a case for Tanaka over Motts. I mean he's going against shoemaker who's been who a little bit improved lately, but he gets the angels at home and outside of the top three four hitters for the angels, there's not a lot to like there, so there's that, and then you have you have Mats with a team that's really banged up offensively so I'll get to tournament plays later, but I can make a case for Nice. We'll save that later in the show. But when it's all said and done, Chris, do you agree that uh, even I? I know you pick Mats. So I kind of forced your hand there by picking Lester today. I guess you could say. But do you agree that Lester is the top player of the day?
2: Yeah, I would. That would be my top pick, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He would be the one I would go with if I was going with if I'm doing a cash game. Eleven mm-hmm. hundred's a manageable salary. You can still fit in a fair number of decent bats. Yep, and he has he has an overwhelmingly good matchup. So mm-hmm. I, I fe- like you said, uh, the chalk play of the day has to be Lester. Today. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm doing it in cash games and even tournaments. Maybe I do my hitters a little bit differently between those two types of options here. But uh, got to go with Lester today. I think uh, that's with only a ten game slate and a lot of questionable pitchers in action. That's going to be play number one. Your go to here. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how much Chris and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We always want to deliver great content to our listeners, and the best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping us out. Visit www.mylistenerstudy.com and tell us about yourself. That's mylistenerstudy.com. We'll learn more about you. You'll get a chance to win a Chromecast. That's a win-win, folks. Give it a shot here. Visit mylistenerstudy.com. All right, Chris, well, we've already hit on our cash game pitchers. How about some uh, hitter discussion today? We'll kind of break this down position by position. Getting things going, uh, the highest over unders of the day are the Astros and Mike Fires against the Rangers and Colby Lewis. That checks in at nine and a half. Then we got the Royals and Danny Duffy at the Orioles and and uh, against Wright over under at nine. J A Happ the Blue Jays against Michael Fulmer and the Tigers over under of nine. Uh, first off, I don't know if you want to do this uh, if we want to just start with catchers. Do you have any stacks that jump out at you though? Um, there's
2: a couple of the stacks, maybe a little bit with I for some reason I'm do I do like the Astros a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Uh I like a lot of the the Kobe Lewis has been good, but he gives up a lot of home runs, so there's a few maybe not a huge maybe not a stack, but there maybe a couple Astros there because mm-hmm. they there's a guy they have a bunch of power in that lineup. So if you're looking, you can probably get a couple home runs out of them. I could see that happening. So if I'm looking, that's potentially one there. And that that and then the Cubs also against Adam Morgan. That's mm-hmm. another one I've been looking at. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of favorable matchups with Cubs that I, I'm that in general the Cubs generally hit a lot of pitching well, and when you face a pitcher like Adam Morgan, you, sometimes it's worth taking advantage of too.
1: Yeah. So essentially, what we're saying is uh, it works well today to use Lester and the Cubs hitters. So I mean. Of course, one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball to date. It makes sense to use them from a DFS standpoint here. But let's do a quick position-by-position position rundown here. Starting at the catcher spot, uh, you picking someone from any of those stacks or are you going elsewhere? Uh, I I did
2: have David Ross listed in there at mm-hmm. 2200 So he's an go. extremely cheap option, and he hits lefties well. And as I mentioned, Adam Morgan isn't anything to to worry about on the mound. So he's one that I was looking at, and another one... Uh, was Brian McCann going against Matt Shoemaker? He's mm-hmm. at twenty seven hundred. He's and Shoemaker struggles against lefties. That game's at Yankee Stadiums, which or Yankee Stadium, which um, favors left-handed bats. There, left-handed bats generally do well there. And so, those two of the catchers that I've mm-hmm. looked at on the list, those are my favorites for today.
1: Yeah, I definitely made note of both McCann and Ross. Now, Ross isn't gonna. Blow anybody out of the water with his amazing bat, but at 2200, that's a safe of a punt play as you can get. You should at least get a few points there and be able to work in Lester and maybe some of the other hitting options in the lineup. Sneak preview. Maybe you want to do Chris Bryant at thirty nine hundred or Carlos Gonzalez at thirty seven hundred. You're going to have to make other sacrifices if you're use, using Lester here. Personally, I think one A at catcher is Victor Martinez today thirty one hundred. He hits J A Happ pretty well, and I think that's going to be a core part of a Tiger stack. But once again, not always going to have the money in the budget here for you. What about first base, Chris? Uh, before we get to your picks, I see Paul Goldschmidt's down to thirty four hundred. Uh, and I think the reason for that being not only the slump, but also he's got Chris Archer tonight. Is Goldschmidt in player? or are you looking to other options?
2: Yeah, he is one that I'm definitely targeting because I feel that like there's a potential for low ownership there because you're going against Archer, but Archer mm-hmm. really hasn't been that great this year. That game's in more of a, a hitter-friendly environment there. It's not in Tampa. It's in Arizona. Um, and, and looking at it, Archer actually has allowed seven stolen bases this year, and Goldschmidt actually has the ability to do that. So not only can he maybe go deep, but he has the ability to steal bases. He's one of very few, not a lot of first basemen, steal bases. Mm-hmm. So if you, you get some extra point potential there with that. So, um, And and eight of his ten home runs have come at home this season. So you got a lot of factors going in his... Very hitter-friendly, yes. Chase Field. Yes, so...
1: Mm-hmm. I do dig that. I, I could see Adam Lind at 2,700. Uh, you know, he might be lo- losing a little bit of playing time today, Holy, but I think he's in play there. Anybody else, are you probably you sticking to Goldie?
2: Uh, Goldie, and then I looked at uh, Will Myers as another guy. He's been not hot bad. of late. And uh, I'm not really scared of Williams Perez. And he has an 889 OPS at home this season, mm-hmm. Will Myers does. So There's, um, he had three home runs in the last two weeks. There's, so there's, He's been playing pretty well, and he's at a manageable price, I believe. I, I forgot to put it in here, but I believe Myers is sitting 3,300, at 3,300. I so, that's, yeah. so he's a little – I probably would stick – with Goldie but if you need that you know if there's a hundred dollar mm-hmm. bump there yep. maybe um, Myers might not be a bad option either
1: yeah it's actually a tough day for first baseman because you have both Anthony Rizzo and Chris Davis with lefty lefty matchups now I think the Cubs are going to get to the Phillies bullpen early so I don't think that'll matter as much but one final matchup that stood out to me a little bit is uh, Eric Hosmer at 3,600. He's going two Camden yards against Mike Wright, who has a 588 ERA and a right hander. So Hosmer's going to have the platoon advantage and a ballpark advantage there. So if you can work him in, uh, that is a very nice play at 3,600 here. Uh, what about second base, though? For me, the chalk plays in Profar at twenty nine hundred. I mean, if he's leading off in front of that Rangers lineup and is under three thousand dollars, he's an automatic lock into my lineup every time. Are you rolling or Are you gonna kind of look at some other options?
2: Do you like Profar, but one guy I, I was looking at going into that Cubs stack a little bit is Ben Zobrist at thirty four hundred, mm-hmm. going against Morgan again. He's hitting three twenty seven with a nine fifty one OPS against lefties, and he's been a lot better on the road than at home this season. So he has a he has a over a thousand OPS on the road this season, so, and that pitcher or hitter friendly ballpark there in Philadelphia, so he's got a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. Again, another guy, and he's only at thirty four hundred, so that's a that's a manageable price to go at. Yeah, there.
1: I definitely seen Zobris price over four thousand in the forty two range at points this year, but at thirty four hundred, I might have to rethink how I did some of my lineups today. I just kind of discounted him as part of a Cubs stack because I was heavily in favor. Of Chris Bryant at third base, I really like him tonight. Uh, but I can very much see getting uh, Zobrist in there. But it's just going to be very tough to get uh, Lester Zobrist and Bryant in there. So fantasy owners are going to have to make a choice. So that brings us to third base. I think the third base is a position you do need to spend up for tonight. I've got Bryant listed as my top option at thirty nine hundred, and I'm working him in in just about any way possible here. But uh, Evan Longoria. Had another multi homer game on Sunday, and he gets a pretty favorable matchup as well. So you got to look at him at 3,800. Is there anybody else uh, you're looking at at the third base spot, Chris?
2: Uh, I was looking at Kyle Seeger at 3,900. He's at the same price as Chris Bryant there, so you have to make a decision there. But he has been good at the dish the last couple of weeks and he does have a home run and two extra base hits, five total hits against uh Bauer in 12 at bats this year so or in his career. And then another guy uh Luis Valbuena did like some of those Astros there. He's he's at 3000 going against Colby Lewis and Lewis and again another guy allows a lot of home runs. Valbuena has two in in uh 12 at bats against him. So and he's also, Valbuena's also reached base safely in nine of his last ten games. So you're getting some value there.
1: Typically the, a hot uh, starter with Valbuena. He usually has good early on before slowing down, but I think the matchup's right for him tonight. What about shortstop here? To me, Chris, the play of the day at shortstop is going to be Javi Baez at 2600, of course, making sure that he is in the starting lineup. Is that your boy today, too?
2: Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, he's at, like you said, 2,600, and again, obviously, we are liking that Cubs stack again against Adam Morgan, and uh, he's a guy with tremendous power, and he has great conditions again today, and I believe I, I was looking at it, and it looked like the wind was even blowing out, too, at about a 10-mile-per-hour, according to our, our website. Ooh. So, if that, I mean, you get a little wind boost there and some power, it's uh, some pretty good... Pretty good uh, conditions there for a nice night for Baez, and I believe he recently went deep as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm making some moves happen to make sure Baez gets in my lineup. If for whatever reason he doesn't draw the start or you just don't have a good feeling about Baez tonight, my backup is Wilmer Flores at 2,500. Not because he's all that great necessarily, but because he'll be – Batting in a pretty prominent spot in the order, I'm um, thinking four or five spot tonight. I'm not sure how many lefties they're going to sit against Nice if that means guys like Conforto will be on the bench or not. But uh, Flores yeah, maybe brings a little bit of pop to the table and is a reasonable substitute from a position where it's very tough to get power at.
2: Yeah, and uh, that was another guy I'd highlighted too. And while he hasn't been spectacular this season, he did have a 955 OPS against lefties last year, so that's a, definitely a respectable number and and. He's a guy, like you said, he could be hitting in the middle of that order, has a, a decent matchup, so that's a guy I was also targeting.
1: Right on. Now, what about outfielders, Chris? I'll let you take the lead here with the outfielders. Any, anybody you're specifically targeting today? Okay, so
2: first guys, a couple guys I'm targeting are both, again, Houston guys. Got Carlos Gomez at 2,600 right now. Mm-hmm. He hasn't Ooh. hit extremely well, but he did go deep, I believe, yesterday for the first time this season. And he is facing Colby Lewis. who gives up home runs, so I'm looking at guys, pitchers that give up home runs. You're lo- really looking for home runs in that uh, in DFS. So if I'm and you're getting a good value there, Gomez hasn't displayed the power this year. So I could see that having relatively low ownership, but he mm-hmm. does have power. He has he has displayed the ability. He hit over 20 home runs, I believe, last year. So um, you have that. And then I also like George Springer. He's leading off. He's been hot since he's moved to that leadoff spot. And he's sitting at 3,800, so you do have to spend up with him a little bit. And then the final guy I was looking at, and that's even the most expensive, so if you can fit him in. But I do like Mike Trout this year tonight at 4,500. He is facing Tanaka, so that definitely could lead to low ownership there. But um, he is in a hitter-friendly environment. And Tanaka has actually allowed six home runs over 31.2 innings at home this season, 31 and two-thirds of an inning at home this season. So uh, you do have some factors working in Trout's favor there. Surprisingly, I mean, six home runs in 31 and two-thirds, Tanaka hasn't been nearly as good at home. So that, to me... um, I'd be willing to chance it with Trout a little bit there. And then the final guy I guess I had really quickly, I'll just, Steve Pierce going against lefty yep. Robbie
1: Ray. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, Steve Pierce at 3,200. I think he's pretty much a lock for me in a lot of lineups. He's able to crush lefties, and he gets to do it in a very hitter-friendly ballpark against Robbie Ray. So uh, good call on that. And I agree with a lot of those options. One guy I want to make sure I get in, though, is Carlos Gonzalez, if in any way I can at all afford it. He's at 3,700, and the guy has been... Red hot. I mean, two home runs last night. A lot of people missed that because it was a late game in San Diego. But over his last 10 games, Cargo is slashing 425, 489, 1,075, that's a slugging percentage, not an OPS, folks. The OPS is up over 1,500. The guy's been on a tear, and he's one of those players that when he's hot, he's hot, and there's a chance that he can do that tonight against when he has a platoon matchup against right-hander Mike Bolsinger. So I like Cargo as my top play. I think he'll score more points than any outfielder today. Uh, Pierce at 3,200, I don't mind that. Uh, get in your middle tier guys in. And if you need a punt or a cheap play, maybe take a look at Mickey Maddox, 2,300. I mean, like Pierce, he's going against Robbie Ray. Also, it's possible that Maddox Maddox leads off that game he did on Sunday. So at the very least, he could get a spot in the middle of the order. A few at-bats with a nice platoon matchup and some good salary relief here. MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. Chris, to close out the show, we're going to kind of talk about some tournament plays. And I find that my most my, my most prevalent observation here on today's slate is that there are not a lot of good pitching outside of the top-tier options. But we're going to do our best to hunt some down for you, and you've got an option for us. Who are you going to roll with, Chris?
2: Yeah, uh, the guy that I'm looking at today actually is Danny Duffy. He is going into Camden Yards there, so that's a, definitely a scary environment against a scary lineup. Yep. But he does have a strong carry this season. He has twenty eight point three percent on the road, and he actually strikes out lefties at a forty seven point one percent clip so far. Mm-hmm. So you, he does, and he also owns a one point six two road FIP this year, fielder independent pitching, uh, so, which supports his one point two nine ERA, which he has on the road this year. So, we, and you factor that in with a Add that into the fact that the Orioles have been poor against lefties, striking out mid-pack, but also wOBA That's fifth worst in the league at 296, so uh weighted on-base average. And then you look at it, and Duffy actually has a good history against current Orioles uh, hitters. They've just had seven hits and two extra base hits, no home runs, I believe, allowed in 51 at-bats against Duffy. Mm-hmm. So it's a decent sample size, not huge, but it's still decent enough there that... that uh, seems to favor him a little bit and he's also struck out 17 batters in that 50 over that 51 for, 51 uh at bats and uh he has a decent shot at winning that game too with mm-hmm. he's opposing Mike Wright yep. and as you mentioned you like Hosmer potentially as an option against him mm-hmm. so and Wright hasn't been spectacular whatsoever so if i'm looking at it while it is a hitter-friendly environment, I could see low ownership there again because of the who he's facing and where he's facing them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still see a decent chance for a win and a chance for a decent outing for a guy that has been pretty good this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kansas City only plus 102 road dogs, so that's pretty much as close to a pick-em game as you get. Uh, And if you take the houses cut out of there, then you pretty much uh, have them as favorites in this game. So I know the Royals have been skidding lately, but I do like their win probability tonight. Uh, One team that I think has a decent chance to win at home, now you mentioned a little bit of a rain risk, but as far as tournaments go, and I can't believe I'm going to say this and recommend it, I never figured... But John Neese, I'm going to take him in his revenge game tonight. He's only 7,200 on Fanduel, so that gives you a lot, or at least a good starting point to like there. And the big reasoning behind this is, and it's also part of the reason why I am kind of staying away from Mets tonight is because the Mets offense is just devastated by injuries and. This factor multiplies a ton if you line a Cespedes, who's dealing with a little bit of a banged up hip, doesn't play. Now, Cespedes pinch hit in Sunday's game, so you're going to want to double check those lineups, make sure he's in. I think uh, Cespedes is one guy that could just. Tear Nice out of being productive in this start, but you know, without him, you have a pretty weak lineup. You're going to have Granderson, a lefty, maybe batting third or worse. Diaz is almost definitely starting. You've got Flores and and Trey Kelly, and some of the, those types of players are providing most of your power. Of course, with David Wright gone and Lucas Duda gone, so I mean, the Mets have been weak against lefties, but of course. A lot of that has been with more left-handed bats in their lineup. I mean, Conforto is one of their best offensive players, but I don't know if he sits against the lefty. There's just a lot to like with John Neese nice overall here. So the lineup's bad with that risk, and again, I'm I'm playing the revenge game factor tonight. So liking John Neese nice here at 7,200. So just to recap, Turney plays. Chris has got Danny Duffy, Jake's got Dan or John Neese nice here. And as far as cash games, we're both all in on John Lester. To be honest with me, with y'all, I like to suggest Nice as a tournament play because I have to suggest a tournament play, but I still think I'm going with Leicester in tournaments just because I don't want to, be, I don't want to miss out on a 70-point FanDuel performance just because it's a tournament and I'm trying to save some money and do something else with my hitters. I'll be riskier with my hitters, maybe taking a couple bottom barrel options here. So I'm liking Leicester across the board here overall. Well, thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Once again, remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of 25 or more via RotoWire can get six months of complimentary access. Otherwise, to check out RotoWire.com on your own, just go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash pod. For Chris Benzine at crispy272002. I am Jake Letarski at JakeSki52. The RotoWire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand